0: Hey, you murder-phoniacs. This is your host, Tony C. Aglia, the serial killer whisperer. I hope you all had a great weekend, and for you football fans, I hope your team won Sunday. We're Chicago Bear fans, so we know our team didn't win. So I said to the coxman, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. Speaking of the Super Bowl, we had to take this week off because our studio was closed. Scott had a great gig down in Phoenix with the Super Bowl, so we had to cut him some slack. That's right. He's a slacker, and he definitely will hear about it when he gets back. But we will be back next week with episode 6 titled, Finding Megan Emmerich. The story starts now. It's time to find Megan Emmerich. March is Brain Injury Awareness Month. So I have decided to share a story that I wrote back in 2014. I was struggling with some really bad depression back then. And I would like to illuminate just how bad it is for people that just don't understand and have never dealt with it or known someone that deals with it. It's titled I'm coming home, I'm coming home. A lifetime spent comparing myself to others, trying to fight, sometimes paralyzing insecurities away. They go away for a little while, but always return with terrible repercussions acting as a hurricane or a riptide, stirring up bad thoughts and uncontrollable rage. Depression strikes me like the Titanic when it slammed into that fatal iceberg, sending my world into a deep, dark cauldron of horror. This depression turns me into an introvert. I became a hermit, sometimes self-grounding myself to the house for months at a time. This is nothing new. It's a way of life that I've had to commit to and accept. It was so much easier when you guys were here We were a team. And every fucking day we faced my disability together. I was never alone. And you guys were the only reason I made it as long as I did. I'm not as strong as I thought I was. And I don't want you guys to be disappointed with me. I've lived a long life and have memories of times I spent with you guys and all the amazing times we had as a family together. Those memories died 10 years ago to this very day when you two were called home. I haven't lived another day beyond that day. I received the news of your departure. I need you both to know that I tried. I tried my fucking hardest to move on with my life. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. I spiraled downward and crashed worse than I ever have before. I lost Jennifer. She left me because... I couldn't be the man she wanted. She had her heart set on kids, and I had no interest in being a father. How could I raise another human life when my life is as fucked up as it is? I, I don't blame Jennifer. She had to get on with her life. I'm just sad that I wasted so many years of her life. Joey hardly talks to me because he's too busy with his life. And I understand that completely. He invites me places and over to his house to play with his kids. But I hardly leave the house anymore. This is... This right here is the only place I feel comfortable and at peace. It's so beautiful here. I had you buried right next to this pond. Your headstones rest underneath this weeping willow tree. I've always loved these trees for some reason. Probably because our old neighbors had a weeping willow tree on the side of their house. Do you guys remember that tree? Clinton, Joey and I used to play in it when we were just kids. That was before my head injury. When my life was simple. I want to thank you guys for such an unbelievable lifetime of memories that you installed in my brain. I'm sorry that I'm disappointing you. All I ever wanted to do was make you guys proud of me. That's all I ever aspired to do in life. I didn't care what anybody else thought of me or what I was doing, fuck them. You know I walk to the beat of my own drum. I'm a leader. All I wanted to do was make you and God proud of me. And I believe I did that time and time again. Without you guys, my life is empty. The girl that I loved and tried to always treat the best that I knew how has left me for good. I don't want to start over. What, and meet someone new? I put all of my heart and soul into Jen's hands. All of my trust in everything I had in this life. I thought that she would be the one who I could always count on to be there for me and take care of me when you guys passed. Obviously, something went astray and my plans didn't work out quite like I had expected. I always knew from the start that Jennifer carried a lot of emotional luggage with her. She had always told me that she was going to take care of it and seek counseling. But every time I'd ask her about it, she always had an excuse. She always had a problem with telling the truth. She never would open up and tell you how she honestly felt. I always had to drag it out of her. And by that time, it was always too late. I thought that I could make her happy, but the years went by and I, I guess I was just teasing myself in hopes that I could change her. All I ever wanted to do was make her happy. But my attempts at that failed miserably, always acting as a short, temporary fix. Nothing permanent. Sometimes I could make her laugh, and she was so beautiful. When she sincerely smiled, she would light up a room when she laughed. It was so funny because when she started to laugh, you wouldn't be able to tell if it was Jennifer or her mother laughing. As she got older, I could really see her mom when I looked at her face. Unfortunately, she also had her mom's alcoholic genes. And when she drank, this became a problem. She drank more and more. And she would always lie about it. Mom. Dad, that girl, I don't know, really completed me. I loved her and trusted her with my life. She was the first and the last girl that I ever fell totally head over heels in love with. I want you to know that I tried my hardest to make her love me. But I, I think in order to love another person, you have to be happy with yourself. And that is one area that she has not reached peaceful ground on. When I buried you guys, I bought myself a plot right next to you. I never thought I would consider doing what I'm about to do, but I've lost my love for life. I have no interest in what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. I can't remember the last time I looked forward to waking up and and facing a new day. I've been a walking, talking, breathing, fucking corpse for years now. Just going through the motions. I want to be free again. Free like the birds in the sky. I want to be with the people I love so much. This world isn't for me. I'm not afraid of what God might think. I'm at peace with the Lord, and I know he will accept me with open arms. I gave it my best shot, Dad. I accomplished my dream and touched the entire world with my story. There's nothing more here on this earth for me to do. God is finished with me here. My work is done. Mom, Dad, don't be sad. I'm coming home. We will be together again, the way it's supposed to be. People will think, what a sad, tragic story. But that's okay with me. Once again, fuck them. It doesn't matter what other people think because we will be together again. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe somebody will write a book about this story. I've thought about Joey and I'm not worried about him. Sure, he loves me and will take this extremely hard, but he has a family now that depends on him, so he will eventually move on with his life. I wrote a short note that reads like this. Hi, I am Anthony Albert Siaglia, and these two people buried next to me are Christine Siaglia and Albert Gregory Siaglia. They are my beloved mom and dad. I, Anthony, Albert Siaglia, lie here dead with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to my head. The patch of grass that you have found my body on is the plot that I have already purchased from my burial. Please call this number. This is the cell phone number of my brother, Joseph Gregory Siaglia. Tell him I love him very much and I will see him again one day in the hereafter when it's his time. I'm sorry that I couldn't go on anymore without mom and dad, Joe. Please be happy that I'm finally at peace. Now I'm taking this piece of masking tape and sticking it to my chest. I don't want the wind to blow my note away. I have this gun right here, dad. And the funny thing is I've never shot a handgun or any kind of real gun before in my life. I should really use the word ironic because ironic is a much better choice of words for this situation because, excuse me, there isn't anything funny about killing oneself. The irony is that this is the first time I've ever fired a real gun before in my life. And the target would be my own head. Now, if that is an irony, I don't know what the definition of irony is. As I lay here in this grass, everything seems to be real clear to me. This is the calm after the storm that I've been searching for since my mom and dad passed away. I feel as if I'm one with nature. This is where I need to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, Heavenly Father. Please get my parents, Jesus, and tell them I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Mom and dad, I'm coming home. Written by Anthony Ciaglia, date April 5, 2014. Well, That was written in 2014, when I was suffering from severe depression. As you can see, I didn't commit suicide, and I'm still here today. And so are my mom and dad. Suicide is never, ever the answer. And I want everyone that's listening to understand that. If you are having suicidal thoughts, or if you know someone who is, get help immediately. Don't think you can handle it all alone because that never works. Remember, there are no second chances. It's final. Take care, stay safe, and remember, Always walk in the calm after the storm.